Jones and mess with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be Ted Jones. The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 40th episode of the Ted Jones World Podcast. Pat, that's four zero. That's a lot of episodes, bro. How are, how are you feeling, man? Great. How are you feeling? Great. I'm feeling good. Bruno Ricciotti from Bond Realty NYC. Matt, Bruno, how are you, man? Good. Okay, so Bruno is actually a tip-top broker in New York City, and I just wanted to get him on, uh, especially during times like this. Uh, people are freaking out about renting apartments in New York City. People want to know how to do it, what they should be looking for. So, Bruno... Why don't you just give us a quick little bio um, on yourself and how you started this massive company with like, what, 400, 500 real estate brokers? Go ahead, dude. Well, all right. Um, I was an agent for a couple of years from uh, 97 to 2000, just fresh out of college. Um, and after a couple of years, I got a little bit burned out on that and decided to go off on my own. And opened Bond with a good friend of mine that I went to elementary school and high school with. And we kind of just opened up a little shop just for, uh, just for the, it was actually three of us back then. And um, we started training people and hiring people, getting more listings and whatnot. And it just kind of snowballed into what it is today. We actually turned 20 May 7th. So we, wow. we, we our 20th, 20th anniversary. And uh, it's been a wild ride. We're definitely in uh, one of the wilder chapters right now and kind of figuring it out as <laughs> continuing to figure it out as we go along. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about, you know, trying to figure out uh, as you go along a case by case situation, which everyone with a job right now or everyone not with a job right now is kind of just figuring it out day by day. So what's it like renting apartments right now in like the New York City atmosphere? Well, um, it's tricky. I mean, we're very restricted. We're not, you know, allowed to show apartments. Um, everything needs to be done virtually, which, you know, is kind of a, a loose term for video presentations. Um, I'm doing a lot of 3D presentations now. Um, there's a lot of really cool uh, ways that you can kind of walk and meander your way through apartments without actually physically going to the apartments. So that's been helpful, but it's tricky. It's difficult. A lot of people got out of town when, you know, the news of the virus hit and aren't ready to come back until things have cleared up. So you have a lot of vacant apartments, which, you know, typically would have been pre-rented while they were occupied, which of course, can't happen right now that have hit the market and become vacant. You have owners who are eager to get them rented, but you have people who have, you know, moved out to uh, their vacation homes or their parents' homes or wherever, and they're, you know, waiting for, you know, to come back, which could be a month or two away, which makes it very difficult to kind of line up those moving dates and stuff. So it's tricky. You know, we're so, getting them. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to run. Yeah, we're getting them through, but you know, it's um, it's not at all like the typical pace of a uh, you know New York City summer rental market. 
would you say on bondnyc.com and like street easy and I'm, I'm sure you use you know other avenues to rent uh apartments and such but are you seeing less clicks than you were last june um, you know, compared to June 2019, like somebody fresh out of college, graduating, looking to move to the East Village or wherever? There's less clicks, um, but the clicks don't really represent the actual, you know, transaction activity. It's just a lot of people circling around, looking at, you know, um, you know, perusing the uh, the inventory and waiting for the right moment. You know, I, I think it's going to be a real frenzy when the shelter in place is lifted, which looks like it's gonna be this month. Um, you know, I can see in a couple of weeks, there's gonna be a pent up demand with tons of people who've been sitting on the sidelines, like I said, circling, clicking, doing virtual tours, talking to our agents, et cetera, who will actually be back in town physically and able to look at apartments again. And I think, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a short period of time with a lot of good deals and they're going to, you know, they'll evaporate pretty quickly once that happens. Uh, I mean, especially during times like now where everything is really up in the air, there's a lot of activity going on in the city, um, protests and such. And, of course, looting and rioting, but um, I you, I feel like we're seeing that more so in the looting the looting part more so in areas like Soho or like a, a Fifth Avenue maybe where they have like higher I don't know, like higher brand like tenants. Now I know Pat lives in Soho. He's actually currently renting month to month. He signed a month to month lease. And when when did you sign it, Pat? May? Yeah, uh, end of March. Yeah, March. End of March. So Pat is like right in the heart of like right in the heart of Soho near uh, Balenciaga, Montclair. I've seen videos of them uh, being broken into. What would you say is like the safest area for somebody who's moving to New York City from the middle of the country to go to, especially if, if you, you don't need to afford a place and you don't have the budget for a doorman? Oh, boy. I don't know if that's uh, if I'm the right person to answer that question. When you say <laughs> definitely, you don't you want to know, throw any listings under the bus. I don't have the police statistics. I mean, when you say safe, you mean in terms of a, along a longer general timeline or within the context? You know what? Of I, I, the only way, the only way I was saying within like the confines of what's going on right now, but I'd say just like in general, you know, I, I'd say that for the most part um the the higher rents are associated with the areas that people feel more safe like uh, like a west village or you know where pat lives like a soho i guess you'd feel more safe but most of manhattan is pretty safe in 2020 now i'm gonna i'm gonna follow pat with a safe answer there and say in my experience as someone that grew up uh in philadelphia right it's a smaller city not quite as dense not as populous um, I've always, I, I've felt like, you know, after I moved to New York, you know, people, people would tell me like, Oh, be careful up there before I moved here. And when I got here, I feel like it's the safest place I've, I've ever been. Yeah. And me I too. actually feel a little bit out of touch with like safety concerns around the country. And, you know, cause you know, like the gun debate, for example, you know, like there's no reason to have a gun in New York. There's so many, there's so many people, there's so many police officers. It feels really safe. But of course, if you live in a much more spread out rural environment, those things, you know, 
you know, protecting yourself is a little bit different. So, you know, in that very grand general sense, I, I feel like it's the safest place in the country simply because it's so dense. So people shouldn't be worried about moving to New York City um, from the middle of the middle of the suburbs, middle of America. People are just people are just um, hesitant for the wrong reasons, I suppose. I mean, I, I you know, I've I've heard um, maybe not a huge wave of people being or feeling unsafe in New York City, but I think that for the most part, some people are are wanting to get out, and people are maybe not going to want to come. Do you think that this is going to be? Uh, change for New York and how people how people look for apartments I don't think so I mean I'm you know I'm optimistic I guess if by nature um, you know there's I guess I'll reference two things first of all there's protests and riots in every city so it's not unique to me it's not like um, this is the only place to you know, worry about, you know, getting caught up in a, you know, in a riot or something like that. I mean, uh, that's happening everywhere. And, you know, it's not, I don't think it's going to go on forever. As far as the virus, where we, where it is very, you know, very unique to New York. And I understand why people are, you know, in other states where the death toll is much lower, are frustrated by the shelter in place and whatnot. It's too early to determine, but I, you know, the, the sense that I get is that, um, you know, our curve is, you know, our curve is, I, I think our curve is happening fast. I think we're getting through it faster. And I actually, I could be completely off base on this, but I kind of get the feeling that, you know, whether it's the herd immunity concept or whatnot, I think that New York is probably going to return to normal more quickly. I think that density of the population that's created this, you know, contagiousness for it to spread so fast and pass through the population faster might actually make it end faster here. Cause what it looks like, it looks like, you know, if you look at the daily death numbers, which I'm constantly watching, um, they're lower than a lot of the other neighboring States, which, and some of the, uh, you know, the States further down South are kind of still on the rise. So there's a little bit of a seesawing going on it could be one of the safer places with respect to the virus before we know it. There's too early to tell. Yeah. Who knows, man? Um, I think everyone will feel much better once there's a vaccine and they can leave their apartment or even before that phase, phase one and a half phase two. Uh, but let's keep it moving New York city. So now that a bunch of people are in quarantine stuck in their apartments, I'm sure people are wishing that they upgraded to that one bedroom from the studio. You know, they, they had the extra two fifty a, a month to spend, but they didn't. Uh, I'm sure people are wishing that they chose different neighborhoods where they had a little bit extra outdoor space, higher ceilings. What do you think is going to be the pent up demand through this whole coronavirus situation where people are going to probably have been in their apartments for five months? What do you think people are going to really fully start to think about in moving into a building? Well, I mean, what I'm seeing right now are people who are uh, who are tired of their roommates. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, that's certainly a, uh, a motivating force for a lot of people to find apartments. Um, you know, just I'm not sure if I'm addressing the, the question as specifically as you like, but, you know, there are a lot of share, I call them share apartments, you know, four, three, four, and five bedrooms with equal sized rooms and whatnot like that. 
wow. that are sitting vacant and with the exodus of students due to classes being canceled are Wait, going Bruno, to- excuse me sorry five bedrooms like five bedrooms in a what how, how yeah what's the square footage of that apartment it depends i mean there's some small five bedrooms there's some big five bedrooms it really depends it's new york you sorry put go a lot ahead. of walls Continue. in an apartment i've learned yeah for sure <laughs> But, you know, those are the kinds of apartments that are more difficult to rent now um, because, you know, there's this, the students aren't around. So there's going to be some bargains with those kinds of apartments. Um, but I'm finding and, you know, I'm not I'm not in the trenches as much as, you know, the agents who are actually um, fielding the inquiries directly right now. But um, the feedback that I get is the action is really like a studio in one bedroom with a handful of two bedroom um, on the rental side, um, you know, where the activity is. All the, uh, you know, the larger apartments are more difficult. There's, there's just less demand for them right now. So um, let's say, you know, I keep referring to the person graduating from college in the middle of the country, because I know you're listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Ted Jones World episode 40 here on what is it spotify apple podcast youtube but we got bruno from bond nyc here and um, you know he's telling us a little bit about renting an apartment so bruno if, if let's say you know i'm coming from nebraska pat nebraska is in the middle of the country enough for you right sure yeah sure or i'll just or i'll say kansas all right so i'm coming from kansas i'm going to be um looking to uh, find an apartment. I'm making $80,000 my first year. I got a great job, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so Bruno, what can I get with my $80,000 a year? You know, like what, what, if I come to you and I say, I'm making 80,000, I want to live alone. I don't want any roommates. I heard about this quarantine situation. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it with anyone. So what do I need to be making what does my credit score need to look like? Can I? Can my parents help me out a little bit? Yeah, you can get a glorious two thousand dollar New York City apartment for an eighty thousand dollar <laughs> yearly income. Uh, you know the typical rule, and there's some fluctuation to that, but at forty times the monthly rent per year. Um, you know the interesting, an interesting conversation about qualifying for an apartment, especially for students and out-of-state folks, is that the uh, local legislature here passed a bunch of laws last year to theoretically to help make getting an apartment easier, and one of those um, restrictions was a cap on the amount of security that a landlord can ask someone for and paradoxically and it has made getting apartments much more difficult because anyone who has uh, a guarantor from far away or income that is short or credit that is on the border or not established um, you know folks without any US credit you know that don't live here or whatever um, they don't have that remedy to, you know, mitigate the risk for a landlord to accept them that they did in the past. So to answer your question, yes, you can use a guarantor. It's actually much more necessary. Guarantors need to be stronger. They tend to be preferred to be from 
New York or closer to New York and credit, you know, typically the number is like, you know, everyone wants to see a seven, you know, a 700 credit and up. Um, but I find that nowadays landlords are more particular um, because they can't secure themselves with, you know, any extra security. They really have to pick the best, you know, most qualified, financially qualified tenants. So, um, yeah, all those things, but it's more difficult than it's ever been. So do you think that now that, you know, it's becoming more difficult to rent an apartment and people kind of don't want to be stuck in a small area in, in like a, in a studio apartment, do you think that people are going to be looking towards buying something, something that they know that they won't be kicked out by, by a landlord or, or are people going to, are people going to continue to rent? What do you think? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a individual decision. Everyone's in a, you know, in a different place. I mean, buying always works out in the long run in New York, you know, uh, property values just go up, you know, there's dips, but you know, if you're, if you're long-term and you have, you know, the uh, liquidity for a down payment, I mean, interest rates are great right now. And, you know, both the rental market and the, uh, you know, the purchasing market are for the moment down you know, five to 15%, depending mm -hmm. on what price point and yeah. where. So, um, you know, there's, Whichever, whichever situation, you know, suits that individual, there's, it's a good time for both right now. You know, it's a better time for either, you know, in the last couple of years. But I, I you know, you're talking about, um, you know, property values going up in New York City year by year. And I, I agree with you. But what do you think about buying a studio compared to, uh, you know, buying a, a one bedroom somewhere where you actually can be? You, you, and, you know, establish yourself more, maybe a dog or girlfriend moves in and you're able to have space and a studio. I feel like studios in New York City haven't really gone up in value in the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Just the space itself is so small. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to have to correct you on that one. I mean, everything, everything goes up. I mean, I'll, I can tell you that when I, when I started in the business, a friend of mine bought an alcove studio on 12th street for 175,000. And, um, you know, it's, it, you know, it's probably, you know, worth 800,000. I mean, it's been, oh, Bruno, I feel like that an alcove studio is a bigger version of a studio and that's the best location in New York city. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but it really doesn't matter where, I mean, Brooklyn has been the hottest, right. you know, it's been the hottest area, you know, sections of Brooklyn and like, Western Queens the last couple of years. I mean, you know, we were selling units, you know, five, six years ago for 300,000. We're selling for a million two now. So, you know, wow. yeah. Where do you, where do you think the new wave is? Where are people going to be moving to um, starting 2021 or where should be people moving into right now to get a good, good deal? You know, it's funny. We've been, we've been having this conversation a lot and, you know, People are saying, oh, you know, people are going to leave the city or, you know, and I kind of feel like some people might leave the city. And I think the city would, it's a little more desirable. If it's not, you know, the lines are a little less long. The traffic's a little, you know, a little less intense. 
I could see it becoming, uh, you know, more of a draw again. I, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, at the moment, everything's temporary. Really, it's yeah. that's what's so difficult about this virus. It's hard you know, to it's understand. Bo- it's, it's very hard to comprehend. Right. It's booming at the moment in the Hamptons, short-term rentals, people getting out of the city for a few months, waiting out to see how long it's going to last. Jersey City is busy. Um, you know, Connecticut is busy. Um, anywhere where you can spread out a little bit and get away from the epicenter of the virus is busy. So um, you were talking, you mentioning uh, those other places. So do you, uh, in your brokerage company, do you have a team that you assign for each specific area? Do you know what I mean? So the way we work, um, we're a pretty big company. About half of our agents are sales agents and half are rental agents. And, um, you know, it's just to specific to rentals, you know, we have, we have, we have certain agents that specialize in certain areas, certain price points, some specialize in representing landlords, some are tenant reps and they're all really, um, you know, they're, they're different, they're different trades. Um, and some agents, you know, the more experience that they have and, you know, the more customers that they field and deal with, they develop the skills to do all, some of them do all of that stuff. So, you know, I know agents that do deals all over the city. They'll rent a $40,000 a month apartment and they'll rent, you know, an $1,800 apartment in the same month. So, yeah. That's cool. I mean, you got to have variety if, if you're going to be a, a top, top dog. Uh, do you have like a specific group of people that, um, I mean, bring in the most volume? I mean, I'm sure you do, but do you have like a go-to broker that let's say um, Bill Gates comes to the city and he's like, all right, Bruno, uh, I need to rent an apartment, dude. Um, I know you're out in Palm Beach. You heard Beach about this, this deal? Time. I know you're. I know you're in Palm Beach in the sun. I know, dude. I didn't want to blow you up, but we had to tell this story. Bill Gates comes to the city. Hit up Bruno. Bruno's in Palm Beach. Billy's like, all right, whatever, dude. I need to rent an apartment. Just give me your best agent. Do you have someone that you can really rely on to go to any apartment, and you know, regardless of the the rent number and location? Um. Yeah. I mean, it can, I try to, it's like, you know, it's a mental algorithm. You know what I mean? You look for commonalities. You look for personality matches. You want people to like, like each other and, um, and want to work together. So, you know, if I'm making the referral. If Bill Gates is coming to me and asking me who I want to pair him up with to help him find an apartment, I'm going to kind of like, you know, I know a lot of my agents really well, and I just kind of want to, think about who's gonna be the right fit in terms of um you know getting along and spending time with each other because sometimes it does it lasts a while to find the right apartment and what would you recommend if um somebody was deciding between high ceilings in a good location or outdoor space in a lesser desirable location what you're what are you what's the question again? i'm just okay so like if let's say you have like a little juliet balcony here you're trying to uh, rent something in williamsburg brooklyn very trendy by the way for those who don't know um so you have your you have the decision to make between a block from the l train with higher ceilings or four blocks from the l train with higher with um a little bit of outdoor space what's something that i mean what's something that people should should really 
I, you know, I'm, tr- I'm thinking as a renter and I would, I would like to pick your brain about what is something that a renter doesn't really always think about. Like mm. something that would go okay. un- unnoticed. Okay. All right. I actually have a good answer for that. Um, Cause I mean, all those things are important. Like high ceilings and outdoor space are two of my personal favorites. Some people don't care, you know, or some people don't notice. But to answer the question, what do people not notice that really matters that maybe they don't know matters? Yeah. Besides, um, besides closet space, that's definitely well, uh, pe- People know the closet space matters. But um, I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's going to sound funny, but allocation of space along the surface area of the building is what people respond to without realizing it. And wait, wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah. So let me explain that. So, (laughs) um, you know, we do a lot of new development representation. We do a lot of consulting. Like, so, you know, landlord has a couple of buildings, they, they knock them down and they build a high rise and we, you know, we help, we help them build the building, essentially. We decide the unit mix. We do all the layouts to maximize the value of that space, right? So what people respond to is, the short answer is it's light. People psychologically respond to light. Light's actually more important than space. People don't realize it. They'll look at an ad. They'll see a dollar per square foot that looks like a good value, and they'll get to the apartment, and it's some converted warehouse where the apartment is you know, 1500 square feet, but it's a bowling alley that's 90 feet long with one window at the end. And 80% of the apartment is kind of dark. So if you have that same apartment laid out along the surface area of the building, and you've got 100 feet of windows, and it's the same amount of space, but the entire space is lit up because it is short and wide and along the surface area where the windows are, people walk in and they go, I love it, I'll take it. And they don't even know why. I, oftentimes they don't know why. Wow. So it's one of the secrets, you know, I can actually, you know, I'll, I'll look at floor plans and be like, this is going to, this is going to fly because of how it's laid out and you know, how much of the space is illuminated because it's near the windows. Interesting. And yeah. that, thank you for letting us in on that tip, Pat. I mean, do, now you have, now you have some insight after you, um, after you decide to move out of the apartment that you're in right now, it's funny, the apartment, no offense, Pat, but the, the apartment that you were just describing is vaguely like Pat's apartment. Very long. <laughs> Sorry, like Pat. <laughs> like a bowling out. Whatever. You'll help, you'll help him out. Rent an apartment. Pat, do you have um, any questions here for Bruno before we sign off? Bruno, thank you so much, man. My pleasure. I really, really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, the only thing I would know is uh, that I know people, other renters that I know, people are renting in New York City, want to know what the future of broker fees is looking like and what <laughs> that whole legislation is. Right. Well, I, uh, do, you, do I have time to answer? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We got, yeah. We got a few more minutes. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, well, the local legislation is trying to uh, modify that. And there was a court date in June. It was... I think it was March got pushed to June, June got pushed to September. I'm being told it's going to probably take a couple of years to sort of argue that out. And really what that is, is they want to separate landlord rep and tenant rep in a way where if you rep a landlord, you get paid by the landlord, you rep a tenant, you get paid by the, by the tenant. Um, You know, in sales, for example, 
the sellers pay both brokers, the buyer rep and the seller rep. So it's common in sales. I don't know why they, what they're really trying to accomplish necessary. What, what, what people I think don't understand. And I guess what the interesting comment would be about this is that there are roles that need to be done for this process to happen. Somebody has to check the apartment, make sure that it's prepped, make sure that it's cleaned, painted, have it photographed, make a floor plan, do a virtual tour if you need to do a virtual tour. Yeah, dude, go the extra mile, bro. You're going the extra mile. Sorry, go ahead. Write a go description. Ahead. That may be the extra mile, but most of this stuff is, is necessary. Right. Write a description, post it, have it syndicated so that it's all over the web, that it can pull in inquiries. And then, I mean, one of the things even a lot of the landlords don't understand is, you know, you put one listing out, you might get 50 inquiries in a month. You know, one person is going to rent the apartment eventually. And it's a, you know, it's hours and hours of discussions and, you know, finding out if it's the right match based on what the people's qualifications are, what their interests are, you know, uh, what the, you know, you know, it's a, it's a matchmaking game. And most people just, you know, they show up, they see the apartment that they like, they do a deal. And then there's this commission that they have to pay and they, they don't see every, you know, it's like, they don't see all the training that a boxer does his whole life. You know, they just see that he knocks somebody out in 90 seconds and gets paid a couple million dollars. They had to, you know, train his whole life. So there's a lot that's like off camera that gets done. Those things need to be done. You know, if they strip that away, the landlords are going to have to hire someone to do it in-house. And it'll have to get those, you know, they'll have to pay for it. It'll be built into the rent and it'll up the rents. In the end, it's it's kind of the same thing you know it's whether you're paying it as a as a commission to a broker or in a higher rent that's amortized over a 12-month pay period it's the same thing in the end somebody's got to do that work in order to get those units rented so bruno thank you so much for joining us episode 40 ted jones world podcast bruno shout out your ig bro shout out your instagram you're gonna laugh but i don't you I don't use no, no, no. You bo- the Bond Instagram. Oh, the Bond Instagram. I, I'm not even sure. It's a, <laughs> I have to ask my marketing department. BondNYC.com. <laughs> Get your apartment now, Bruno. Later, bro. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Take care. Later, Later man. man.